Yo. <laughs> Thanks for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. All right. On this podcast, uh, I'm going to make an attempt to introduce you to someone. Me. <laughs> um, really, I got the idea about this podcast, uh, this particular podcast, if you will, uh, from the Tackless Know-It-Alls podcast. Uh, shout out to Ty and Mia. Um, they did a podcast a few months back, is like right after I started listening to them. And, um, you know, in the particular podcast, they, you know, talked about themselves, uh, just kind of reintroducing themselves to the people who were listening. And I was a new listener at the time, so I didn't know anything about them or anything like that. So uh, I, I thought it was something that was really, really dope because it, you know, gave me a glimpse as to who they were. Uh, and then it made me think about, you know, this particular podcast, I've been doing this podcast at the time of this recording. Uh, it's almost been, uh, it's been like a year and a half, almost two years. And uh, what's interesting is that like, I've never uh, officially like told you who I am. <laughs> so, um, and I think one of the hardest things to do really is to, at least for me, uh, to sit and talk about myself. I would much rather, uh, you know, talk about subjects, talk about things, uh, and then, you know, kind of have you formulate your own opinion as to who I am or what I'm about, as opposed to me just sitting, um, and talking about me. Uh, I'm not going to sit and talk for 30 minutes because I don't want to make you happy twice. You know, happy to see me start, happy to see me to shut the hell up. <laughs> So, um, just kind of, you know, reintroducing me, reintroducing me to you, the listening public, um, because honestly, I'm not sure who listens to this podcast, to be honest. Uh, I get numbers from time to time and sometimes I look at the numbers, but I don't know who listens. And to be honest, you know, I know that quite a few people listen, but it's not really important to me that you know, who listens or how many people listen. Uh, I'm not in this game for that. Um, I am someone who is very creative. And I think, you know, when, when someone who's a, a creative or have creative genes, if you will, it's about the creation. And then once you're finished with the creation, you know, you don't necessarily care how many people see it. You know, you just know that it's there. And you're once you're done, you're done and you're satisfied with the result. Like I write. So for me, anytime I write, uh, once I'm done writing, I put the pen down or finish typing. That's it. The release and the joy comes from finishing that thought process to, <clears throat> you know, put everything together. Uh, after that, you know, it doesn't matter who, who, who reads what you wrote. Uh, you're, you're satisfied with the finished product. So that's really kind of how I kick it on this podcast. Um, Nonetheless, let me introduce you to me. Um, I was born. I was born son of Byford, brother of Al. Bends my mama and runs my pal. It's McDaniels, not McDonald's. These drops are Daryl's. Those burgers are Ronald's. I ran down my family tree. My mother, my father, my brother, and D. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
Uh, nah, seriously. Um, I was born December 9th, 1972. I won't tell you my age because, you know, it just depends on when you're listening to it. If you're listening to it in 2017 or 2025, you know, you can figure out and do the math as to how old I am. Uh, I am the oldest. I have a younger brother. Uh, my brother Damon is almost, almost three years younger than me. And I have a younger sister, uh, who is... 13 years younger than me, my sister Kara. Um, but, uh, you know, as I mentioned many times on this podcast, uh, grew up in a very, very cool place, uh, a little town by the name of Florence in the state of South Carolina. Um, you know, unlike a lot of people, uh, that you hear about, uh, I, I don't have the, you know, war stories of, you know, friends, getting gunned down and, you know, living in poverty and all kind of stuff. I had a childhood was dope for me, man. It was, it was a beautiful time, man. Coming up in the eighties, um, obviously born in 72. I really don't remember a lot from the seventies. I actually, I do, but you know, I, I always say the eighties cause the eighties were the formative years, but, um, you know, life in, uh, in Florence for me was, you know, very, very dope. Uh, I live with my parents, um, my mother and father worked for a living. You know, we were just a regular um, middle class black family. Um, and we did a lot of stuff together. And, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I had a great childhood. I, I can't I, I can't even begin to tell you how great it was. Um, I just uh, I think we grew up and we had everything that we needed uh, and we had everything that we wanted, you know, it's, it's, I can't remember any times where I asked my parents for something. It was like, no, we can't afford it. Um, and then my parents weren't, weren't rich or anything by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, I don't even know how much money they made. I just know that they made enough to take care of me and my brother. Um, nonetheless, man, childhood was great. Went to elementary school. Um, I think probably the most one of the most influential things I think that happened, uh, probably to me when I was probably about seven years old. Um, I just remember sitting down talking to my mom and my mom told me, uh, she, she told me, you know, that I was great and that I was special. Um, and while that sounds weird, you know, these many years later, uh, and she told me how and why I was great and why I was special. And it just kind of that was just really the battery that was put in my back. And um, like from the age of seven, man, I just remember always feeling like I was great and I was special. And so I kind of carried myself through my life like that. So uh, I am an extremely confident person. Uh, (laughs) uh, Some would say cocky. Some would say arrogant. Um, and, and both are right. I, I am, I, I am that I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I'm not going to tell you that I'm not dope because I am. Um, and that's not being modest, but even in saying that I was also taught to be humble. So you could be dope. You could be great and still not necessarily throw it in people's face. And I, I try my best not to do that. And I, I, I don't think that I do, but I think I let people, you know, 
who are around me kind of figure out how great I am or how dope I am. And then you kind of go from there. I don't necessarily walk around telling you how great I am You know, it's for you to figure out. I mean, you listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, man, I just at the age of seven, I just remember just, you know, being instilled with that. And I think, you know, that was probably one of the most important conversations I've had with anybody in my entire life. Um, so my mom, you know, just really put the battery in my back and I just kind of took took it off from there. Um, one of the you know biggest passions that I remember from my childhood was uh, music and um, a love for music and uh, sports. Uh, as far as music goes, music was always in my house. Um, my parents played <laughs> everything from Stevie Wonder to the Ohio Players, Confunction, Barquets, Patti LaBelle, Diana Ross. Commodores, you name it, they played it. And so I quickly developed a love for music, Earth, Wind & Fire. Um, You know, so and as I got older, as I grew into my formative years, obviously would be, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, you know, in the 80s. (laughs) I remember getting, you know, MTV and I thought MTV was like the dopest thing ever. Um, And then somewhere around 84, 85, uh, I found hip hop and um fell in love with it and you know it's been a love affair ever since uh so i mean you you've if you've listened to this podcast you <laughs> you know about my love for music and more particularly my love for hip-hop so that hasn't changed um but it started at an early age and i was able to you know spend my formative years going through the golden era of hip-hop so that was always dope for me in and of itself um as far as sports, uh, again, gravitated towards sports, uh, ended up playing football. I want to say, yeah, I started organized football at the age of eight. And, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, the conversation that my mom had with me where she said that, you know, you're great. And I just took that attitude to football and I excelled at a very young age of football. And I knew it was something I could do. And it's something that I find I found that I found a lot of enjoyment and love not just in the game, but more or less in competing. And so everything, you know, became a competition to me. And so I'm a very competitive person and I still am to this day. And so, you know, but I think the bigger, bigger competition, at least for me is, you know, within. Um, So, you know, go through elementary school, elementary school is great, had made some great friends, um, you know, had great times. Then I got to middle school and something changed. Um, my parents, when I was in, uh, I think seventh grade, um, my parents got divorced. And, um, I think I've often said like, that was the, it was the best thing and the worst thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) If there's such a thing. Uh, it was the worst thing, obviously, because, you know, parents getting divorced, you know, it's just not it's not something that you process because for one, um, I never saw my parents argue. Never. Uh, so that was, you know, it came as a shock. And I still remember it to this day. I mean, my brother, we were just like just blown away. Like we we didn't understand how these two people we had seen all of our lives, you know, tell us that they're going their separate ways. Um, and um, so it was the worst thing that happened to me. But one of the better things that I took from it was, you know, it just kind of taught me to depend on myself. Um, it kind of made me cold to some degree. And, uh, 
I think, you know, it it kind of helped me build up a shield or whatever where I wouldn't let people get that close to me because obviously, you know, having your parents, you know, put you through something like that, you know, it's just mind boggling. And you kind of tell yourself, like, look, you're not going to let anybody get close to you. And subsequently, I think it probably had a negative impact looking back on it now on some of the relationships that I had, you know, with girls going forward because, you know, I might be in a relationship, but I might be distant or I might be in a relationship and I might not let you get too close. Um, so it was a gift and a curse. Um, but, uh, you know, got through it and it took years to process. Uh, you know, my parents and I are still close to this day. Uh, my father remarried. My little sister was born shortly thereafter. Um, but, you know, my parents are, are still, you know, influential and there's not anything that I won't do for them. It's not anything they won't do for me. Um, and I think the best thing I can say without you know going on and on and on about them is that they've set the bar so high that my goal is to be, you know, half the parent that they were. If I can succeed in that, then I feel like I've done a great job as a father. Uh, but they set the bar so high. And I mean, like I look at it from a, you know, if you look at it from a societal standpoint, um, you know, where they were in their life. Yeah, I make more money, if you will. Um, I have a you know longer career, if you will. But it's not about that. It's about what you do for your family. And um, they did a lot for me and my brother. And they still do to this day. And, um, you know, they're more like best friends as opposed to parents at this point in my life. But I love them to death. Um, then I went on to high school. Uh, high school was dope. Went to Wilson High School in Florence. Uh, great four years in, in high school. Played football. Uh, met friends. Uh, in between middle school and high school, met some of... The, the closest people that I think will, you know, would go on to help shape my life. Um, as far as my friends go, uh, I come from a close knit family uh, and we're still close to this day. We're real huggy, feely you know, type of family. But um, between my cousins who were raised like my, my brothers and my sister, uh, you know, my cousins are my cousins. But again, they, we were all raised like brothers and sisters. So I don't I call them my cousins, but they're not really cousins on both sides, really. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was, you know, <laughs> high school was really, really dope. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, I wasn't, not that it matters, but I wasn't born in South Carolina. I was born in New Jersey, Newark to be exact. That's my dad's side's front side of the family's from. Um, but we moved to Florence when I was like three. So, you know, I don't, I have some memories of Newark, not a lot of memories of Newark. I just remember it was cold. <laughs> and I had a dog named Skippy. Um, shout out to Skippy. Uh, but yeah, I don't really remember Newark. But yeah, I mean, if you check my birth certificate, it says Newark. But, it, but Florence is home. So I've always claimed Florence. Just that tidbit. Um, but yeah, so high school was dope. Um, you know, I did a lot of stuff. Uh, I sang <laughs> in the honors chorus. Uh, made all state chorus, by the way. Not to brag. <laughs> but um. Yeah, but high school was so dope, man. So it came time to decide uh, to go to college. And I made probably one of the smartest decisions that I've ever made into going to uh, South Carolina State University. Um, got to South Carolina State University. And what was interesting was that uh, from the moment that I got there, I met some people 
friends who would become just as close as my friends, some of my friends that I met at Wilson, lifelong friends, um, men and women who would help shape those years. Uh, the college years were great, man. Um, my freshman year was, I, I, I think I grew so much between my freshman year and my sophomore year. I, I don't know if I've grown that much as a person and as a man. Um, went through a lot and learned a lot. Um, and I found that, you know, my love for football and I played football at South Carolina state. Um, my love for football, love for the game didn't wane, but I realized really quickly that college football is about politics as well as, you know, football. (laughs) Uh, and, um, you know, so that was tested, but I was dedicated to the game. So, you know, I, I came into uh, college and not just college, but even in high school. Um, I think I probably looking back on it, I probably shortchanged myself as far as some friendships and, and relationships because, you know, football was first. Football is my first love. Um, and I know that sounds weird to say, but, you know, football is the first love. So football uh, before there were any girls, uh, you know, football was number one. <laughs> so. I always love football more than anything else, um, other than family, of course. But, um, but yeah, man, um, my my years at South Carolina State were awesome. Uh, majored in marketing, had a minor in uh, broadcasting, which is probably how I <laughs> got into this podcasting indirectly. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was it was great times at South Carolina State. Uh, Subsequently, uh, my younger brother came to South Carolina State when I was a senior. He was a freshman. So he was there and, um, you know, things were, were going well. Uh, uh, I happened to um, meet this young lady uh, that when I met her, you know, I, I had no interest in talking to her. Uh, but, and I told a story on another podcast. I won't get into the, how we actually met, but, um, yeah. So I met young lady who I would eventually start dating and, you know, many years later would become my wife, Sharice. Uh, and so, you know, we hit it off and, you know, got to be really, really great friends and, you know, the relationship, you know, took off from there, uh, graduated from South Carolina state in 1996, uh, the following year, 1997, uh, decided to leave uh, Orangeburg, where the city where South Carolina State was located, and moved to Atlanta. And so um, that's where I came. I came to Atlanta uh, just wanting to, you know, kind of take on the world. Uh, moved here with my homeboy Jay Fresh, who, you know, is my partner in crime. One of my partners in crime I've been running with since Jay Fresh and I've been friends since we were six years old. And, um, you know, came to Atlanta and, you know, we started we started fresh here. Didn't know anybody. I went into to that in another podcast about moving here, not knowing anybody and just really, you know, being young, kind of wild with a pocket full of money. Uh, I got stories. I'm not going to tell them right here, but I, I got stories. I, I'll, I'll share with you another time. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so Atlanta was beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It's not. Uh, it's not the same Atlanta that it is now, but I still love it the same. Um, Atlanta's home. I'm not going anywhere. I've been here uh, at the time of this recording. Is I've been here 20 years, so I haven't. This is the longest that I've lived any other place. So this is home. Um, so subsequently, after moving to Atlanta, getting settled in, uh, you know, settled down, and you know, had my oldest son, Dion. 
then we got married, uh, then had next son, Cameron, <laughs> and then we had Brandon, and then we had Skylar, uh, my daughter. So uh, I have four kids, um, and um, I think, well, you would have to ask one person as to what kind of husband I am. So she's not on the podcast, so you have to ask her some other time what kind of husband I am. I think I'm a good husband. Um, but as far as a father, I, th- I think I can rate myself. I think I'm a pretty good father. No, I take that back. I'm the father of the year. <laughs> but um, no, I, I honestly, I, I did not know that. I mean, fatherhood is the, um, it is for me the most enjoyable um, thing that I've ever done. And um, it's, it's, it's a job. Uh, it's a job that I cannot and refuse to fail at, but it's constant. And um, I love those, you know, those, those are my four heartbeats for real. And, um, you know, I'll do anything for me. And a lot of what I do, you know, is for them. And I think for me, uh, you know, even when I look back at uh, my life, if you will, uh, what I've tried to do as far as my career wise, because I came out of school and, you know, when I got here to Atlanta, it was just me. So I didn't have, you know, anybody to worry about anybody to, you know, I wasn't thinking about doing this or doing that for a family. It was just me. So, you know, I just did whatever I needed to do. Um, but I, you know, started a career and been going at it for now 20 plus years. And um, and it's worked well for me. And, you know, but I, I tell my kids all the time, I don't, I don't do this for me. I do it for y'all, you know, because. I'm looking to, you know, not just financially, but emotionally and, and, you know, stability wise, make sure that they, um, you know, don't have any wants, don't have any needs. And they don't, they, they're spoiled. I mean, (laughs) I mean, they have way more stuff than me and my brother had. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, the life that I've chosen to lead, uh, you know, a lot of it's due to, you know, my responsibility as a father so um i take pride in that and um i'm very proud of um who they are and what they mean to me so um that's that uh but yeah in a nutshell i i think you know i've done some things and actually i've done a lot of things but you know it's i guess here's the thing when i think about when you think about the accomplishments that you have, at least for me, um, I know that I've accomplished a lot, uh, but like I never really sit back and say, oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. I just I'm always kind of focused on the. It's almost like you always it's almost like a hurdler, like you're you don't worry about the hurdle that you just cross. Only thing you, you can see is what's in front of you. So, you know. I think maybe on my birthday, I usually kind of reflect a little bit and, you know, kind of, hey, man, you're doing okay, You know, but it's the athlete in me that, you know, never wants to, I guess, rest on his laurels, if you will. Um, So it's always it's always a push. And so I'm always constantly pushing myself to do different things and and be better. Um, I guess I should tell you how this podcast came to be. Uh, probably at the time of this recording, probably about nine years prior to that, uh, I started writing a blog 
And on the blog, I just wanted to just, you know, have it as an outlet to be creative and to just express what I was feeling at the time. And to be honest, the blog really just kind of took off. And I got a chance to meet some, you know, virtually meet some people that were really, really dope. And I got to be really cool with a lot of different people. And subsequently, that birthed into something that uh, I called the 12 radio show. Uh, where I had an online show and I did that for five and a half years. Um, an online radio show where I would have a live show every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio where I would talk about different topics. And, you know, that was cool. And I really, really enjoyed it. And, and again, got a chance to meet a lot of people virtually and, you know, kind of expand the, you know, brand, if you will. And, you know, I guess 12 Kyle was born from that point. <laughs> well, actually, 12 Kyle, I guess, was born from the blog because that was my blog name. And the name of the blog was called The 12th Planet. I still have the blog. I don't blog as much, um, but I do write, still do write. I got a lot of stuff in draft that I probably should publish. I just haven't. Um, just me being anal <laughs> when it comes to creating. But um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, um, I did that. And the radio show, I think, had its run. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something else. And I just kind of changed it, changed the uh, the format from uh, a live radio show to a podcast. Um, and that's what this has become. And, you know, this podcast is really, really cool. I like it. Uh, honestly, I don't know how long I'll do it. Um, I enjoy it. It's, it's something, again, that's creative. Um and I do these podcasts for me. I put them out there for the world. But, you know, when I finish press recording and I finish editing and put music behind it or whatever like that, I'm done. I don't you know, it's not like I'm worried about a thousand people listening. I, I, I know who's listening. You know, I know who's not listening. Uh, and it's cool either way. I'm not you know, I don't I don't do it for the likes. <laughs> Uh, I don't say things for the likes or, or to be really, really popular on social media because uh, I don't need that. Um, there is a level of popularity, but I don't care about all that stuff. I just care about being dope. I care about, you know, my friends, my family. I care about life. I care about love. Um, I love uh, I love people. Um, I can be antisocial. <laughs> I can be um uh, I can be annoying at times. I think I don't care, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I only, care, I guess the best way I can put it, I, I care about the people who care about me. I care about what they think the rest of the world. You know, if you like me, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. I don't, I don't care, <laughs> but the, the, the people who love me the most, the people who matter to me, uh, their opinions of me matter. Everything else doesn't matter. And I'm and I'm perfect, perfectly fine with that because, you know, nobody knows what it took for me to get here. So uh, there's only a select few that knew that know, you know, me and know uh, what it took for me to get here. So, you know, outside of that, you know, I'm glad that you're along for the ride. But, you know, if you don't want to be, that's cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um. So yeah, the, that's how the podcast came to be. But um, you know, and again, I don't know how long I'll do it, but uh, I, I think you know, I just want to put out dope stuff, and you know, after that, I let the people decide, you know, wh whether or not they like it or not. As long, but I'm satisfied with every podcast. So, um, 
but yeah, um, I guess if I would describe myself in closing, um, I'm someone who's extremely loyal, uh, friendly. Um, I'm cool. I'm cool. And I like cool people. And, you know, if you're not cool, then I can't really rock with you like that. Um, I'm a thinker. I think before I speak. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not down with the BS. I'm not here for bullshit. I'm just not. And, you know, there's a lot of bullshit going on. So I really stay away from all that. Uh, but again, extremely loyal, dedicated. Um, and I'm down for my people. Um, I'm an extremely proud black man. Very comfortable in my skin. And I am uh, very proud of my people. Um, and a pr- proud, proud black man. Pro-black doesn't mean anti-white. Um, but I'm pro-black like Craig Hodges. <laughs> Showing up at the White House with a dashiki on. Uh, so yeah, that's me, man. Um, I don't know what else to say. I, it's a whole bunch of other stuff I could say, but I don't want to keep talking. Uh, nonetheless, uh, now you know a little about me. Tell me about you. Now nah, let me stop. <laughs> man, thanks again for listening, checking out and downloading the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.